Hey, what up? It's your girl, Alexis Charday, and I had an awesome time podcasting with D Murph on Flagrant 2. Man, he just keeps it real. Such a good guy. Hey, check it out. <laughs> I don't know if I ended that right. <laughs> yo, 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 drop it with me. You are not tuned in to Flagrant 2. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Hey, this is Gabby. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in to the Flavor with T. Yeah. It's official, man. Now here's your host, D-Bugs. Let's do it. It's that time. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuning in to the Flagrant 2 with the big homie D-Murf, where I literally, and I mean literally, always got something to say. Verbally or even non-verbally Y'all ready? I know I'm ready Let's do it Happy New Year's everybody I'm truly excited to have this person The official guest First official New Year guest To bless the platform for 2020 Comedian <clears throat> See y'all excuse me my throat messing up It's been one of the mornings but it's all good But Comedian, writer, mother, actor, producer Podcaster Lexus Shaw Day. Welcome to the Flagrant Two. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, D Murph. What's up with you? Oh shoot! Now that you on the platform, I'm chilling. Now I keep telling people. Now I'm off to a great start. Now that you blessing the platform. Oh, I'm so honored. Thank yes, you so much for having me. No problem. No problem. So I want to let the world know before we start recording. Actually. Took time to research for those first time listeners. What up for the avid listeners? Appreciate y'all for rocking with me. When I had a chance to see the accomplishments that that you uh, have, I was like, wow, actress, writer. I know you did some things for Rush Hour Entertainment, um, The Garage and other skits and things like that. So before we talk about what you do now your podcast and as a comedian how did all that good stuff start getting in front of you know cameras well um i'll try to make it not the super long version oh you good but um, i got no good time you know that we good well so when i was a kid I always wanted to be an MTV VJ. Okay. Like I used to watch Wanna Be a VJ. Like I remember watching Lala go through like <laughs> yeah. the contest and being a VJ. I was like, I wanna be like Lala. And um, when I got into college, I started doing radio. University of Oregon. Yep, University of Oregon. Okay. I did college radio for three years. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna apply to the hip hop station. There was a local hip hop hip hop station that was really popular. Everyone listened to it. And I started out as the weather girl. And it was pretty cool. I got to like run the morning um, board and I did the weather every morning. And I didn't think it was like such a big deal until I was like in the grocery store doing things and people recognized my voice. <laughs> They're like, hey, you're the weather girl from, you know, 98.9 Jams. And I was like, yeah. They're like, your voice is so distinctive. Nice. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And um, after I graduated, I never in a million years would have moved to L.A., never thought of L.A. as a place for me. But I ended up moving there and I started pursuing 
Um, you know, I was a digital arts major, so I was pursuing like working for an advertising firms, things like that. And then, um, you know, I just saw the, the network and the, um, just all the opportunities for like acting and things like that and got into working for a small, um, out of home network called transit TV that, um, produced for all the buses and trains in LA. So it was mm. really cool. We were riding a bus and there'd be a TV in there and there'd be content on it. So I applied to them, started an internship and that's where I did a lot of my production. And again, it was one of those things where it didn't seem like it was a big deal, but it's broadcasting to millions of people every day. Um, so while I was doing that, I started taking um, improv classes to, you know, touch up my skills as an interviewer and whatnot, and then was doing independent projects, and it just kind of trickled out from there. You've interviewed some heavy hitters um, in your past. Yeah. When I, again, did the research, I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Um, I think it's uh, Miss Fiona. Fiona? Yeah, Melanie Fiona. Melanie, yeah, Melanie Fiona and, and, and some uh, other rap artists. I was like, wow. And, and, were you ever were you ever starstruck when you interview heavy hitters such as herself and other prior uh, guests? Um, not starstruck. When you live in LA, you get kind of used to that. Mm -hmm. And like my uncle works in the music industry, so I've met those types of people. Um, more so just nervous because you want to come off as professional. You want to come off as like knowing your shit. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I have to applaud you for doing your research because that's what makes a great interviewer. Thank you. Um, there was even this one interview that I did where I had done some research about where their music was being played and whatnot. And the artists were like, what? I didn't even know that. How do you know more <laughs> about my music than I do? You know, right, so right. that's the other thing that makes a good interviewer. Um, I was starstruck when I first moved to Los Angeles. Okay. It was like my first week there and I saw Common and I was yes. like, I was like drooling <laughs> <laughs> me and my um my brother from another mother we just moved out there and we were doing laundry and we were eating at this little cafe and we see someone walking darting back and forth down the street and he turns his head he's like yo was that common and common's like one of my favorite rappers like i would listen to the light on repeat when i would go to bed at night and i was like Oh shit, that's common. He walks into the restaurant, comes directly up to our table, and goes, "Hey yo, what do they got to eat around here?" Because <laughs> obviously, being from Chicago, yeah, yeah. And I just stared at him with my mouth open, and my brother just like laughed at me, and he's like, <laughs> and he looked at him, he's like, they just got like sandwiches and stuff, and I'm just staring at him. <laughs> and he's like, and he kind of looks at me and laughs, and he's like, yeah, I need like a steak or something, and he left, and I was like, what just happened? And he's like, yo, you just blew your chance. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Like, so where did you move from before you went to LA? Uh, Oregon. I was okay. lived in Oregon, born and raised. Um, and then I moved to Los Angeles and now I'm in Phoenix. Gotcha. 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 Phoenix, Arizona. Sports fan? Yes. Um, I know this is not why not sports, but it was tempting to ask. You think of, you know, Phoenix yeah, and LA. I'm and not as into sports as I was. Okay. But um, I definitely try to keep up because being from Oregon, you know, a lot of my friends are playing in the league now. So I try to catch stuff when I can just to keep up. 
Nice. And that was one of my favorite football teams because of their colors, especially on their jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to throw we that out there. dope jerseys. They, <laughs> we still get dope jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your podcast. Mm-hmm. I know you had the experience, but why podcasting? Not why not just stand more like on a quote unquote professional radio platform and do podcasts? Well, I'm not saying that I haven't thought about continue continuing to do radio. Okay. It's still something that I would totally do if mm-hmm. I had the opportunity. Um but there are things to think about, you know, like when you think about morning radio shows, having to be there every morning from 4.30 to like 10, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, um, that idea doesn't necessarily fit with my lifestyle. And fuck the FCC for one. Come on. Exactly. That's why I love podcasts. Yeah. Fuck the FCC. You heard us. Yeah. So um, I actually got kicked off of my college radio station. Oh, okay. <laughs> the truth comes out. There you go. Um, and it wasn't even for anything that I broadcasted. It was because like I broke some of the rules, like the house rules of the <laughs> of the radio station. So you're only allowed to have like two guests at a time, and I had three guests at a time. I broke. I had one extra guest, and wow. then I did a photo shoot with um, my photographer and these two girls, and we were, like, in Hanes and, like, long socks and, like, bathing suits and stuff, and they said it was too pro- um, provocative and wow. didn't line up with their mission and their image or whatever, so they kicked me off, and I was like, you guys are haters. There's mm-hmm. nothing, like, it was not inappropriate at all. It was totally, like, just making a statement, and I actually posted it on my Instagram not too long ago, but I was just like, man, whatever. Yeah. On a bigger and better things. And bigger and better things you've been able to do. And it's interesting you bring that up because most people that they target, when they sense the success or when they sense you're doing great things, people get intimidated. I feel they start nitpicking. So they already know they want you gone. They just trying to find that opportunity, so to speak. Do you do you yeah. feel like that was with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think a lot of my personal growth was, um, for one, smashing my own self-limiting beliefs. But some of those self-limiting beliefs were coming from because of having, quote-unquote, haters, you know? Mm. Um, I've always felt kind of like a lone wolf. I've always kind of felt like people just didn't like me, even though I know I'm a likable person. Mm. And so... Those things, I think, had to happen to get me to the mentality that I'm at today. Um, You know, I look back at some of the interviews that I did and seeing, like, the YouTube comments. And I remember, like, that shit hurt, you know. Mm -hmm. But now I'm, like, so numb to it. And it's kind of fun now when I see some of my comedian friends that are like, oh, my God, I got my first hater. And they're, like, excited about it. And I'm just like, dude, that's such a great mentality to have because I was not excited about my first hater. <laughs> and most of us don't. And I just had somebody recently approach me with what you said. Like, I'm scared of going to that next level because of the hate and because of the negativity. And people want to dig into my life. And if that get exposed, I'm not going to be able to handle it. So <clears throat> for me, that's interesting that. You said that and I've been telling people the same thing Once you If you don't have no haters You're not popping I know they used to say They said that a few years ago And that's definitely true So mm-hmm. I salute to you For having that mindset Like yeah whatever I'm gonna still keep doing this thing And getting this bag <laughs> And doing what I love to do Exactly And one thing that 
we have to realize is that um, when you're a positive person and you're always putting out positivity and love in the world, it actually attracts people that are negative. Mm -hmm. So it's always going to come around and you Mm -hmm. have to learn how to deflect it and handle it with love and Mm -hmm. move on. I'm going to talk about your podcast, Life Coaching Comedians. But before I talk about that, you had an episode, the most recent episode, when you spoke on spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> and your guest was saying how he was like, well, I'm not sure, you know, if, if I, you know, believe in it. But you said but basically what you just said about, you know, love and how that has helped you grow. And also you a tourist. So I checked that. I said, hey, <laughs> Leo in the house, by the way. Yes. But when you doing your comedy skits, I know you bring. I've checked out some of your uh, some of your skits and just being versatile. Like, were you afraid of at first showing that you can't be spiritual? Um. Yes and no. Um. I grew up Christian, and I still hold a lot of those Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um. But there are things about. There are the stereotypes of Christianity that I have a problem with, which is why I don't like to flat out and I identify with it. Not because I'm ashamed, but I don't want to be associated with the hypocritical part of Christianity. Um, you know, Christianity is Christianity is being a follower of Christ, meaning you're supposed to do what he did. Like, I love the, I still have a what would Jesus do bracelet, mm-hmm. you know? And people get so caught up in the Bible and the laws that were written not by God, but by man. So, um, you know, it's it was hard for me. Another belief that I had to just crush was I was afraid of being judged by, you know, people I grew up with, went to church with because sometimes I have a foul mouth or sometimes I talk about sex or whatever. That's part of and life. It's, yeah, it's part of life. <laughs> Um, Jesus was down with the pimps and the hoes. Come you know on. What I'm yeah. So um, there was definitely that fear there. Um, but I think spirituality is more than religion. It's a way of life. And I have nothing against other religions that promote love and trying to be better every day because that's what it's about. Boom. Y'all heard Lexus Shaw Day. Now to your podcast, Life Coaching comedians a comedy podcast improv style and i like your quotations here there's no client confidentiality because it's funny talk about that how did that come about life coach so you're a life coach as well i forgot to include that in the introduction so that's my bad my bad well some could call me a life coach but i guess there's like an online i guess technically you have to be certified to be a life coach So, um, I was a personal trainer for quite some time. So, I mean, that itself, that in itself, you're a therapist, life yeah, coach. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, it's not just about personal training. You get clients that will spill their entire life on you while you're working out with them and you're, you know, are guiding them to be better people and talking things through with them. And um, when I was on my creative hiatus, I was trying to figure out what I needed to do creatively long-term that I would be happy with. And podcast was always something I wanted to do. Um, Ever since the first 
you know, I think it was like the second generation iPod that came out was when podcasting started. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcasting has been around for a long time and it's always something I kind of wanted to do. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted a podcast about. Um, at the time I was very active in fitness. So I was very active in Muay Thai. So I was thinking about doing something based on Muay Thai. Um, but then I was like, you know what? When I started getting back to comedy, I was like, I want to do a comedy podcast, but there's so many of them. What do I call it? How do I make it different? And so I was brainstorming with one of my friends and we were just kind of like talking about ideas. And I said, I want it to be funny and I want to help people. Mm -hmm. I want those two things. And he said something, we're like bouncing off ideas to each other. He said something like comedy clinic or like comedy hospital. So then I started thinking in that realm of words. And then I was like life coaching comedians, perfect name. It's self-explanatory it sells itself, you know? And, um, when I was sharing it with some of my comedian friends, asking them to be guests on it, they're like, dude, this is genius. And this is going to take off and just got chills. So having that affirmation and that validity from people that I respect and, you know, love their work as well. It's like, okay, this is it. This is my baby. This is what I'm rolling with. That's powerful. So thank you. Thank you for doing, you know, taking that step and, and helping me, just learn more about comedians because you've been able to bring out other things about comedians that they usually don't talk about unless they're doing their own stand-up one thing i've learned yeah. about comedians that i've <clears throat> been able to you know get to know they usually talk about it in a joking manner but usually on you know interviews or any type of podcast is it's more personal to where there's more yeah. feelings involved to where it's really not humor it's kind of like yo this is what i've been through this is why i do what i do so thank mm-hmm. you for, for for doing that especially for someone like me that enjoys comedians but like to know the other side yeah uh, totally of, of a person uh more of a person than a comedic uh, than a comedian but no problem so Lexis Charday, y'all, is with me on the other end. I'm truly pumped and excited. Like I said, the first guest officially for 2020. She's also a mom and have two cats. I was introduced to Peter. What up, Peter? He, he realized <laughs> I was a good dude, so he he kind of stepped away. So, how has being a mom helped you out making this transition as a comedian and entrepreneur, and just just kind of stepping out and doing what you love to do? When you're a parent and you're living off a single income, you have to find ways to survive. And most of my life as a single mom, and my daughter's nine. um, So for, I would say for eight years, it was trying to figure out how to survive. You always have like, you know, the flight or flight response. Like when you see, you know, couple months down the road like hey or even two two weeks down the road like I gotta figure out how I'm gonna pay this bill I'm gonna figure out how I gotta put food on the table or whatever you there's just this bone in your body that lights on fire where you will pretty much do anything to be able to provide and at least be comfortable and so a lot of struggle a lot of struggle um but I've always been pretty self-sufficient found a way to make it work Um, so when I look back at some of those times that I've struggled and was just like, wow, like I remember that day, like it was yesterday. Um, I didn't think I was going to be able to come out of that. And I did. 
Um, when it comes to the goals that I have as a comedian, um, as an entrepreneur, um, just whatever I want to do, it, I really just look at that like I can do it. I just got to put my mind to it. I have to create the urgency. There has to be a good why behind it. Um, what's my reward for doing it, you know? Um, because of those struggles, it makes you mentally strong and makes you realize that you are capable of doing those things. Um, it's really the self doubt and the self limiting beliefs that we all struggle with Mm -hmm. and we just have to learn how to kind of filter those out. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and audio books, videos about, spirituality about self-growth self-improvement about your thought process um you know it's starting to become very popular um it's starting to get out there about um what our mentality or what the mentality or what the brain is really like we're starting to learn more about the brain Mm -hmm. and how our thought processes are and so i try to learn about that as much as i can so i can figure out how to control it how to guide my emotions, how to flip things around because life is a roller coaster. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, emotions are energy, you know. Mm. Um it's mo it's energy in motion. And so what happens is something happens and there's a chemical reaction in our brain and we could choose to ride that ri- that ride that wave or we can choose to coast the wave and go back onto the shore where we're stable, you know? And that's where we have to stop ourselves and be like, all right, am I going to let this ruin my day or am I going to laugh at it and go the other way, you know? And it's a practice. Mm -hmm. It's it's a daily practice. Mm -hmm. You could be practicing it for years and there could be one day where you fly off the fucking handle, you know? So it's just being conscious, being aware of yourself what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, what's making you feel that way. Um, we just have to constantly be in self-evaluation and it does get easier. We get better. It doesn't get easier. We just get better at it. We get stronger at it, you know, just like with working out. It's called muscle memory. (laughs) But no, that's dope. And we got to talk about the cat. So what's the other cat name? Abby. Okay, Peter and Abby. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? Abby the Tabby. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. With your daughter, is she going, do you see her being more like a comedian coming mm. along, coming along, or more of the fitness side? Like, what traits or what things that you've accomplished that you see her going into in the near future if anything um she is definitely like a little me on steroids <laughs> so i'm That's really excited yeah i'm really excited to see what avenue she'll she will flourish in um i'm trying to guide her to explore the arts okay um but i don't want to force her okay. um this last year Right now, academics is what we're focusing on because she had a transition out of public school to um, charter school. And um, the charter schools in Arizona are free, which are amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, they're getting a more traditional um, education. She's been in charter school for, this is her third year, and she made it on honor roll twice this year so far. Congratulations. Yeah, definitely seeing the improvements. So I really just want her to focus mostly on academics. 
but um man she was she was dancing um in the living room the other day and doing cartwheels in it and she's never had any sort of training in her life and her accuracy in like beat tempo movements and her dancing was amazing and her cartwheels look like she's trained gymnastics so she has this fitness ability i mean i did sports um her father did sports so she has that gene and then she's also kind of like this very theatrical type kid like i was very shy as a kid Mm -hmm. and she's not shy at all she's very assertive so i and she has an amazing voice so i could see her i'm trying to get her into theater because i could see her doing like musicals Mm. because she has like the dance she has the voice and she has the the theatrics so that's what i'm trying to kind of like massage her into doing you know (laughs) that's good and as a parent you know it's it's good to like you said not force them but knowing who they are kind of push them a certain direction to let them see it for themselves because you can, yeah. as a parent we see for the parents out there for sure i like for my kids i kind of see which direction they're going but to your point i don't want to have i don't want them to be resentful of me for pushing them a totally different direction so i definitely feel where you come from on that yeah. aspect it's 2020 first of 2020 first month of 2020 miss alexis what are something you want to accomplish in this year this year, I'm really focusing on my um, podcast. Okay. Um, that's kind of like my main goal, getting some more growth. Um, I started it last year, so I did my first year. Um, my podcast, I'm doing, I mean, like most people, they're doing it all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do it in seasons. So um, I do find a little bit of challenges because I'm not releasing stuff weekly. I'm having consistent engagement but the reason why i do seasons is because i want everything that i put out there to be high quality right um not only do i do audio i also do a video version because because it's a a comedic podcast i feel like that video element needs to be there um looking at the statistics of people being on social media it's like facebook's number one instagram's number two youtube's number three so i'm just trying to tackle those top three um social media platforms to get engagement um and i actually am doing my first live podcast session so that's something that i want to start incorporating as a finale with every season so um it's called the group session so i'm getting a group of comedians that have been on the podcast already and one new person and we're going to do a group session very similar to like how an aa meeting Ah. would function yeah i like audience yeah so i'm really excited about that that's kind of what i've been planning now um And then on the flip side, you know, being in Phoenix is a little bit different than L.A. Um, So I'm trying to kind of get back to my roots, like where I started in L.A. Like when I was in L.A., I wasn't just doing comedy. I was, you know, getting acting gigs. I was um, just doing whatever, modeling or whatever. So um, I started reaching out to some agencies. I actually got offered to sign with um, actually got offered to sign with an agency here, Hmm. um, which you know, I'm really excited about because Kevin Hart was saying on his um, most recent docu-series, like, if you want to make it big, you can't do it just as a comedian. You got to do other avenues Mm -hmm. of income, which is why you see him in all the movies. And so um, I wanted to do that. So I would have opportunities to build my brand as a comedian doing comedic roles, whether it's a funny advertisement or like a quick, funny, small role in a movie or a commercial or whatever. Um, So that's what I'm trying to use that avenue for. 
as well and just kind of get myself out there a little bit but it's all for the purpose of the podcast i want the podcast to grow um, because at the end of the day that's what's going to reach out to people and help people and speak with people you know yes ma'am and i want to give you your props on when you said like a comedic role I'm trying to look up the title right now. <laughs> it was that one when uh, I guess your friend, when y'all was in Vegas, quote unquote Vegas. I can't think uh-huh. of the title right now, but y'all was in Vegas. I think he was meeting your dad. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yo. Insta love. Yeah. <laughs> Insta love. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Insta love. Y'all check it out. It was hilarious. He was like, yo, don't say anything that's going to make us look bad. You gave him the rundown. And he was like, so are y'all, the father, hey, y'all doing something? He's like, yeah. He was like, fool. And, you know, once he left and then he gave y'all the, you know, the holy uh-huh. water. But that was <laughs> hilarious. Like, bro, you, you, I, you know, gave you the goodies. Now you messed it up. I told you to listen. So, man, make sure we listen to the women. They trying to get yeah. us the game. But anyway. So. <laughs> so that was a short film that I wrote um, oh, okay. and produced. Um, and then my really good friend, Dale Steli, he is... We call him the most famous unknown director in LA because he has done so much. Uh, we, dude, I don't think you could get away with what we got away with on that. We got together, um, we packed up all of our shit, drove out to Vegas, got a suite at the Venetian, mm-hmm. we took our little 5D cannon and shot that on foot in Vegas, in the hotels, on the strip. And nobody messed with us. <laughs> you could not do that in Vegas right now. Like, you, you could not get <laughs> it. was just meant for y'all to do what y'all did. That's all that was. When it's destined, yeah. it's destined. <laughs> so yeah. So please, please, please. I, I just as a, a supporter and a, and a fan of, of of your work, I enjoyed it. I really did. I was I was it was hilarious because I you know when I was younger and immature, and I was like, yeah, I could see myself messing up. But anyway. So no, that was definitely dope. So please check, make sure y'all check out. And I know the listeners like Murph. How can we check out? So Miss Lexis, can you let the world know how they can find you personally as well as your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best way to find me would be uh, my website, lifecoachingcomedians.com. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram, Alexis Charday, And also you can find a lot of my past pro- um, projects Uh, My webisodes of my podcast on my YouTube channel, it's youtube.com forward slash Lex Luther, L-E-X-L-U-T-H-E-R. Well, when I tell you this is a great way to start the year, this young lady is still active in what she loves to do, helping me, inspiring me, because I've had now this is a part of the show I didn't even add, but just now we're talking, this but it's recorded. I've had I've received some acting opportunities in the past six months. And I don't really know nobody that's doing it or have done it. So don't be surprised in the near future. I'm like, Lex <laughs> D Murph here. Uh it's some questions, you know. So I just wanted to let you know that I yeah. definitely respect what what you're doing uh, with all the hats that you're wearing and it's definitely inspiring me. To know that I have someone that's done it and you know still doing it that I can rely and, and connect with. So thank you. Hey, my advice is have fun with it. Yes, ma'am. One thing that is really fun about acting is you can be whoever you want to be, and that's a fun exercise. It's fun to escape from reality a little bit, and it's fun to play out maybe um, a role that you wish that you could. Be, you know, like <laughs> as a kid, it's like it's 
it's your inner child. It just fulfills your inner child, you know? Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. Well, world, again, make sure you follow Lex. Lexis Chardé. Make sure I, I get that correct. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you follow. Listen to the podcast. Subscribe. And for me, for the first time listeners, thank you for tuning in. For the avid listeners, what up? Appreciate you guys. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's demurf. Again, y'all, I'm excited. This is a good way to start 2020. But I gotta go. Lexus gotta go. But y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. Amen. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, D Murph, you did it again. Setting trends like you winning the win. Fighting the good fight, sick of the sins. Connecting dots now with all the pins. We just trying to be good men. Adore my wife and I love my kids. I never let them down, never let them frown. Never let a clown take a crown. Hit me because of brown, that's okay. I got the blood of a king. Saw it in the dream, ain't all with a scene. Try to turn us to fiends. We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream. It's all about the dollar bill, y'all. And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs tryna kill y'all I'm just here tryna heal y'all So listen as we work Dropping them gems now Rockin' with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So melanin Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick of these vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life And that's how we approach ya